1: The Sharks are in first place, dude. And let's just get to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm ready. They're clearly ready, dude. Yeah. Uh, and the Ducks are not ready, which is very amusing. And Jonathan Quick, I think, pulled his ego. And he's <laughs> on the IR.
0: Right. It's e- very easy to trip over that thing. It's everywhere.
1: What a big, whiny baby. Yeah. Can we just say that? Yes. Just right off the bat, dude. As we start talking about the first game against the Kings, this guy is such a wiener. I can't stand it, but it is amusing. And uh, he tried to play the bongos on on Logan Couture after uh, Pavelski just continued the play. And I mean, I I don't know, dude. I don't know if there was a whistle or not. But
0: no, the the, goal, the, the ref was, was, on the goal line. It was a very confusing situation because. The ref on the goal line waved it off.
1: So, so Pavs kept playing. Yeah. And he got mad.
0: I think the goal horn may have sounded, though. So, it, like I said, it was confusing. Like, everybody reacted like it was a goal. Like, Couture reacted. The people behind the net reacted.
1: Yeah, because it was a goal.
0: It was. And I was, <laughs> I, you, know, be, you know, having watched a lot of games, I just immediately look at the ref to signal it, and he waved it off. So I'm like, okay, no goal. And, like, everybody around us were standing and stuff. So I'm like, oh. It did look like it went in. I mean, it hit off the back post and out, but it was just—it was just weird. I, I understand. I don't understand how the Kings could get that upset about it. I mean, if the ref waves it off, then you keep playing. That's just how it works.
1: Yeah, dude, uh, serves him right. And now he's on the IR, dude. And the Kings are zero and two, and the Sharks are two and zero, dude. So clearly, they're gonna win the Pacific, and clearly, they're going back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Clearly, exactly. we can tell this in two games.
0: That's right. We, we totally can. I, I like their performance against the Kings. It was great. There was a lot of bad blood still. Sharks didn't care. Oh, yeah. Still beat them.
1: Yeah. That was, uh, there were a lot of things that I enjoyed about that game. And um, thought the Sharks played well. I liked the, the, the bad blood, like you said, the uh, animosity. There's no love lost between those two teams. And I also like seeing the the Kings. Are, they're they've taken a step back. Mm-hmm. Like they they aren't as good as they were two years ago, and I find immense pleasure in that. And especially now, if they're down Jonathan Quick for an unknown period of time, you know they could they could sink fairly fast. You know if they're unable to get some quality goaltending out of uh Z- what is it zakoff i yep. think is uh, um
0: they brought up peter budai though dude
1: i know oh, well th- that's even better news for the sharks <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the, there's there's a little bit of an opportunity here early in the season if the sharks can continue to play well on this road trip to get out to uh an early advantage over their two biggest in state competitors, but also competitors in the Pacific if they continue to struggle to
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh as you said, the ducks are not doing well, so it seems like there is a little bit of an opportunity here, although it is a long season and and in the and the nice thing is we got to see the this the new uh the new lineup. We got to see Bodkern action. We got to see the newly reconstituted fourth line with Wingles, Nieto and Carlson and probably the worst line for the Sharks that opening night was the top line with Jumbo, Pavs, and Tomas Hurdle, which is a great, a great sign for the Sharks because, I mean, it wasn't too long ago where if that line wasn't doing well, then the Sharks had no chance to win the game.
1: Yeah, the Sharks have flexed their depth in their first two games, getting production from or, – or getting contributions from their bottom nine players – and seeing Ward score against Columbus, seeing Bodker score against Columbus, I mean, these are all really good things. Um, you know, I, I think we talked about right after the, the first game how much you enjoyed uh, David Schlemko, you yeah, know? he looks good. Um, and he's clearly an upgrade over Roman Polak. There's completely different players, but so much... More of a compliment to Brendan Dillon, dude.
0: Mm-hmm. And Brendan Dillon is jumping up in the play. He had an assist, and he almost had a goal late in the game. So,
1: yeah, if you're playing with someone who you trust, yeah, <laughs> to be there, um, you know, Polak contributed in in some ways that Schlemko won't be able to. You know, I mean, he's he's a brick wall, right? Uh, basically and added some toughness. And, you know, he was part of a team that made a run all the way to the Stanley cup. So I'm not going to dump on him. Right. But Shlemko is a better player and uh, is a better compliment to Dylan. And in the first two games, we can see what's possible here mm-hmm. um, with having that, that third puck mover really helps dude. It really helps.
0: Yeah, that's true. And uh is obviously getting power play time as well. So that's nice. Um, and like you said, we got some good uh, secondary scoring against Columbus. The Sharks came out looking great. They kind of seemed like they took their foot off the gas a little bit there in the second period and the third period, and, and Columbus got back within a goal. And then they pulled, Then the Columbus decided to pull their goalie on a penalty kill to make it five-on-five five with an empty net, and the Sharks capitalized to put it up 3-1. So that was kind of a weird decision, I think. I I know Jamie Baker seems sort of puzzled by it that they pulled their goalie with like a minute twenty to go to make it even strength, which is not a high percentage play in the best of circumstances. And if you're going to give the Sharks a minute of even strength empty net time, they're probably going to score. And Patrick Marleau just basically flipped one in from the blue line; it didn't really matter. Well, you know, uh,
1: Tortorella is a mastermind of uh, and of what. Coach- of Team USA to to uh, a brilliant uh, finish, uh, he was outstanding in Vancouver, dude. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I I thought that that was kind of bizarre as well, but to the Sharks' advantage, and um, you know, they they put one in on the empty net, and then Columbus turned around and scored kind of a. A late one with 20-something seconds left, but it didn't matter. It was too late by then. It was all over. The Sharks are off to a good start, and they're going to have to play uh, three pretty good teams in the next four days. You know, they've got to go to the Garden, dude, uh, tomorrow and play the Ranges, and then take the quick trip over the bridge to play the Island. And then uh, the game that they've probably had circled from the beginning, uh, a trip to Pittsburgh— where you just hope that the sharks aren't going to overlook the the New York trip here while they're looking ahead to getting revenge against the penguins cuz they need to get some points uh while they're in in New York dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and the Rangers are just one and one right now but they they definitely have a different look. Uh Mika Zibanejad is now on the Rangers, so that's going to be a a different look. Uh on their offensive side, uh, it looks like their D is mostly the same. Obviously, Dan Boyle retired, but he was not really a cornerstone of their defensive core last year. So it's it's basically the same the same deal. Although this this guy Nick Holden is is scored two points already this season, um, but I don't really know where did he come from. Jeez.
1: Well, Nick Holden was a, a member of the Avalanche, and he's uh, That's they got right. him in a trade. That's right. He, he's a. He's a pretty good player, dude. I mean he's he's a, a decent player, you know, I guess. Uh um he has sixty-three points in two hundred and twenty-three games for a defenseman. That's that's not bad. Last year he had twenty-two points. You know, he's, he's a decent mm-hmm. contributor for the Avalanche. So he's taken that spot, uh, Danny Boyle's spot on this team. It's definitely a a different look, uh, with Jimmy Vesey and um, you know, Zabanejad, like you said, um Rick Nash is is only playing fifteen minutes a game, so he's he's not their top forward anymore. Right. They're not relying on him to to be the guy. You know, they've kind of passed that off to to Stepan and Zuccarello and Zabanejad and Kreider. So um I'm curious to see what this younger uh supposedly faster Rangers team looks like, mm-hmm. and then, um, conversely, what the older <laughs> Islanders team looks like, which is a team you usually think about having a bunch of young guys on it, but but they've added some veterans that have changed the feel, at least from the outside of what that team is like,
0: right? Right? So, yeah, so tomorrow night it's going to be the rangers and then tuesday night there's a back to back against the islanders although obviously they don't really have to travel in between i'm sure they'll just stay in their hotel the same way right. and then thursday they're in pittsburgh and then saturday they go to detroit so we got you know four games in 6 days it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be tough
1: yeah but but all of them are doable dude i mean you know you're getting pittsburgh without their best player your detroit is not off to a good start and the Rangers and Islanders are not nearly as scary uh, a matchups as I think they have been for the Sharks in the past. So, you know, it, it's out there for the Sharks to, you know, I would be happy if they came away with five points out of these next uh, four games. I think that that's good mm-hmm. if they can do that. Um, if they can get three points out of the New York games and then, you know, get a win either in Pittsburgh or Detroit that's that's good times for this team but I'm a little worried that they may go over in New York because they're looking ahead to Pittsburgh and I just I hope that doesn't happen
0: yeah yeah I think it sounds it looks like they're playing confident and excited I think they're I think everybody seems like they're pretty happy the way the lineup is right now and it seems really stable at the moment it's you can't really point to a single player, you know. Usually, you can sort of point to a fourth line guy and say, like, you know, maybe he should come out of the lineup and they should put in so and so, and or you know, the sixth defenseman. Oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't hold on. You know, we should put in somebody else. And it seems like right now, at least after the first two games, not that everybody's played like an all star, but certainly no one's been like an utter liability. And you just feel embarrassed when you see them on the ice. So, I th- I think maybe that confidence will continue to roll forward because certainly the fourth line is looking. You know, really good, and that's that's the one, that's the one piece that I think everybody's sort of hoping to gel. You know, I've certainly expressed my reservations about whether Matt Nieto can be a fourth line per you know a fourth line player, and and so far, he's doing a bang up job.
1: And Wingles at center, you know that experiment in the first two games has been you know pretty solid. So we'll have to keep an eye on on if he continues to be successful in that role. I think that the biggest question still, and we'll probably get an answer. Well, I'm assuming we will get an answer this week is, is the Aaron Dell question. You know, Aaron Dell will play this week. You know, you got to figure he's going to play at least once. And I would imagine that it would be Tuesday night in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just a guess, but I, I think that that's a pretty, pretty solid guess. And, um, I'll be watching him very carefully, and I'm sure uh, Sharks management will as well, to see if he is ready for this role of a backup goaltender, and then how much trust can they give him? How many games can they play him uh, with confidence? Because that was an issue with Staylock last year. Um, they couldn't trust him. He was horrible, and they— Ended up having to trade for Reimer, so mm-hmm. um, we need Dell to play well. Ha <laughs> ha, uh, Dell to play well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, there's not there's really nothing to complain about. So this this uh, shapes up for kind of a boring and boring and short podcast. Well,
1: let me ask you this, dude, and, and this isn't a complaint, but I think it's just a a question. How long do you think the Brent Burns contract or non? extension will loom over this season do you think that this will happen during the season in the next few weeks uh, or not at all I'm just kind of curious what your your take on it is
0: I think it's gonna for a second there I thought you said about Brent Burns Do you think they should bring him back up to forward (laughs) no uh no uh I I think actually my I think they would get it done uh sooner rather than later but um that doesn't you know that's just that's just a feeling and and certainly with other players they they waited you know with, with Jumbo and Marlowe, th- you know 2 or 3 years ago they waited late in the year before they gave those guys a uh, a new deal but obviously you know Burns coming off of a Norris uh finalist season uh and playing in the World Cup and the and the whole thing uh on one hand I can sort of understand that the Sharks don't necessarily want to just jump the gun right here because Arguably Burns' stock has never been higher. You know, it's sort of a buy you don't really want the buy high, sell low thing, you want the buy low, sell high thing. So, um not that they're gonna string him along or anything like that. It's just that um, you know, maybe they just might wait a while and, and see how the season is shaping up and how he's shaping up and all those kinds of things. But I I certainly think the Sharks will do whatever they need to do to sign him. And I, I know there's gonna be plenty of discussions later in the season between us about how the sharks are going to deal with the inevitable cap situation that's going to result.
1: Yeah. It, Burns doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's like thinking about this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like I don't think he's probably worried about it. And from all accounts from, what we all understand he wants to stay. He likes it here. I think it will get done. It's just a matter of time. And they probably aren't feeling a ton of pressure on either side to to get it done. I mean, I think on the Burns camp side, and probably on the Sharks side too, the biggest fear is not underperformance, it's injury. And, you know, if Burns gets hurt tomorrow, um, that could cost him millions of dollars by not getting this done. Right. And if Burns gets hurt tomorrow, that could save the Sharks millions of dollars by locking up a player that, you know, is... You know, perhaps now an injury risk, but um I don't I don't know how much of that is factoring into what they're thinking, probably not at all. And I, I, I think they're gonna come up with a a deal soon. You know, in the next month, I think this will be done, dude. I, I think they don't want it hanging over uh the team um in any way, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eight million dollars, dude? Over under.
1: Um You know, we've never had an $8 million player, you know, so, um, but we've had high sixes and sevens. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be eight and I think it's justified, you know, based on, uh, he would get more than that on the open market. So, you know, a five year $40 million contract is about what I'm expecting.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right to me too. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Dude, Sharks, Sharks well, have never done the big long contracts. I guess they're they're not gonna they're not gonna go eight years or whatever.
1: No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Like I, I, I don't see what the point of that would be, especially knowing that the way he plays at thirty seven, he's not going to be as effective, you know, I mean, he he just probably won't. Um, but, um, then they'll probably switch him back to forward by then. Anyways.
0: Right. (laughs) Dude. In other NHL news, Austin Matthews, uh, set the league on fire already. They're already, uh, building the statue in Toronto for Austin Matthews. He scored four in his debut game for the Maple Leafs Do the Maple Leafs. Actually have hope now.
1: Yeah, until they train him for Adam Larson. I mean, they're a <laughs> they're good game. That's great. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, good for them. And, and when John Tavares goes there next year, uh, it'll be even better.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, uh, just quickly, I, can we talk about Joe Thornton's beard? Because it is now completely past burns like yeah he's he's in another stratosphere in terms of bushiness (laughs) i think it's unparalleled like right what uh, how far how far will this go (laughs) how long will it get like is that the longest beard you've ever seen on a professional athlete
0: (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. Actually I heard that someone actually filed the paperwork to have it named a national monument. (laughs) That thing is ridiculous. It has its own time zone. I mean, like, it's crazy. I I I just I I honestly like marvel at it like every time I see it. I'm like, wow, that is something.
1: His wife can't be happy about this.
0: I was talking to my wife about it. I'm like, look at that beard. I was watching the game you know the columbus game look at that beard man that thing is crazy and she's like yeah it's not good (laughs)
1: no no i mean like you expect to see that kind of beard on a guy who's like living in an rv on the end of your block right and walks out like at two in the morning in his underwear like looking for um aluminum cans right that's you expect that kind of beard
0: Right, like Not usually, you see it athlete. right next to a you see it right next to an oil drum that has a fire in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, Joe, I I would love to find out what what's possessed him to keep this going. You think it's just a prank at this point?
0: It it might be. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day. I have a friend who, for whatever reason, gets in all of these wagers with people he knows about who's going to cut their hair first and who can handle it and so it sort of occurred to me maybe he's he's entered into some sort of bet with somebody about this thing (laughs) maybe him and burns are like okay whoever whoever cuts it first has to pay some amazing amount of money or something
1: because i think burns has trimmed his beard like
0: yeah it's it's,
1: it's not as wild I I want to know is there yeah what's going on with this what's happened we got to get him on let's ask him
0: yeah because I mean it is it's it's getting out there like it it makes you wonder if if there will be a point at which it actually negatively affects his play like is there <laughs> going to be so much weight to it that it's going to take extra time for him to turn his head and so forth or <laughs> it's going to catch on his jersey or something. <laughs>
1: oh man it joe thornton is an entertaining player dude <laughs>
0: <laughs> he certainly is we're very lucky to have yeah
1: him. yeah it's uh it bring back slappy let's get slappy in the beard going
0: that would be cool forget
1: is... smoky in the bandit we need slappy in the beard
0: oh man all right dude well we're we're a week into the season or not quite yet a week and the sharks have started well and now let's it... see if they they got a nice big road trip coming and let's see if they can hold on and uh continue this momentum into it because uh as you said certainly everybody's looking towards thursday's game against pittsburgh but there's plenty of other winnable games there they they better win some of those yep i
1: think five points is a is a good way to come home so uh let's shoot for it dude and uh gonna be a fun week go sharks
0: go sharks Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated
1: with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.